0: Welcome to the Refuge Weekly Podcast. We are a church in and for the City of Orange in Southern California. The heart of Refuge OC is to introduce and reintroduce people to a clearer vision of God. To learn more about us and how you can get involved, please visit us at refugeoc.com. And now, here is our latest message. good morning. I love that we talk about the idea that you're giving goes places. Ever since Refuge began, we have tried to figure out not just to keep God's generosity local, but also around the world. Over this past year, you have met one of our missionaries that we just started supporting, a lady named Nicole. I got some really good news for you because Nicole has been raising support as a missionary. She has felt called to the country of France. She's been there before. She came home right before pandemic and got locked here because she couldn't return to the country. But in the meantime, she raised her support and tomorrow, Nicole begins her journey to get back to France because it's opened up. So I think that's really good news. So just wanted to share that with you, some community news. Hey, have you ever said something stupid on Facebook before? Okay, let me tell you a story about that. Last week I said something, ah, but before we get there, you ever like where do you go for wisdom? Where do you go for like to find the right thing? I love playing trivia. Have you ever figured this out? But I hate not knowing the answer. Last night, I was playing trivia with my friend Dave with our two sons, and it was baseball trivia. Baseball trivia from our era, because who cares about their era, our era? I'm just kidding about that, by the way. No, it wasn't rude. And Nikki may not have mentioned this real quickly. I'm, I'm like going to go backwards real quick, if you're cool. I think I'm noticing her face right now. Um, we are keeping the kids and our students inside today. A bit of a family Sunday, and it'll make sense a little bit later. Um, so your kids, everyone's in here, and I'm trying not to ostracize them by calling out my son and everything like that. But last night, we're playing trivia, baseball trivia, saying things from the classics of the 80s and 90s, the great, the great players of those regions. And my son decides that he's going to go find wisdom when we were playing this trivia game to Google, he has his phone out, and I said, that's cheating. You can't do that. And some of us, we go to Google for our wisdom. We try to figure it out. Google knows a lot. It's really helpful to ask it when you need some things really quickly. Um, Wednesday night, I was with some friends, and we were playing, we were trying to kill some time, and we were doing movie, tri- movie trivia. And uh, have you ever, like, played this before where someone either describes the scene and you have to figure out which movie it is or say a line from a, from a movie? We were playing this really enjoyed it and I forgot that like, there's one line from a movie that I love and I'm going to say it right now and I want to know if you know this and if you're online you can jot it in like the comment thread but if you're in the house shout it out here's the line he chose poorly that's what I'm talking about yes My people. Okay, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, Sean Connery, you know, we got this, Harrison Ford, the epic adventures of Indiana Jones. This is the one where they're going after to try to find, remember what it is? The Holy Grail, right? And yeah, I'm not going to ruin this for you because the movie was out a long time ago, right? If we're at this point where you're worried that I'm going to ruin this, who cares? So they get to the end of the moment where they're going to try to find which is the cup of Christ, which is the Holy Grail, and it's Harrison Ford's character versus the bad Nazi guy. And we're, we know which one we're rooting for, right? No one really ever roots for the Nazi guy. So the Nazi guy goes and chooses which one it is, and he's like, oh, if it's the cup of Christ, it's got to be magnificent because he's the king of the kings. And he grabs the really beautiful gold chalice. And then he takes it to the water, drinks from it, and instantly, this is not a kid-friendly moment in that movie, especially for little kids, because that guy just gets fried. It's crazy cool. And um, and then then the the, the knight who's there guarding just says, he chose poorly, and it always makes me laugh. And I feel like my choice last week on Facebook was one of those moments like, he chose poorly. Poorly. And you can't see this comment on Facebook because it's a part of a closed group, and I'm a part of this closed group because sometimes we try to have affiliations and affinity groups that we care about. And this group of people is a very segmented population. They're called lead pastors, very small group. But then they even excluded other people. They say lead pastors under 40. Someone hasn't told them that I'm 41, and I am still in this group. Well, someone said a stupid comment, and I didn't like it. So I chose the best thing to do, a passive-aggressive comment. Have you ever done this before? Passive aggressiveness will win the day, at least I thought. So I decided to post something in direct conflict with this guy who said something, in my opinion, was stupid. Little did I know that this guy is actually the moderator for the entire group. So he, within minutes, deleted my comment, and then he messaged me privately and told me why he deleted it, and then he enraged me. I said, well, we're taking this offline, we're going private, sweet. So then I thought about this, I'm a pastor, I'm a lead pastor, a little bit over 40, and I'm going to tell you, lead pastor under 40, what I really think. And so I decided to write this really long thing, if you want to see it one day, maybe I'll show it to you, and maybe Nikki still has the screenshot because I showed her. And then he wrote back and he was angry. I don't know, like, have you met an angry person on Facebook? I didn't know they existed. <laughs> but they're there. It's so fun. And then he got really angry. And then I did the, like, the thing that I thought was actually what I should have done. I just let it go. Because I wasn't going to make any difference with this guy. And then I come across our reading for this week, actually one of the readings. It comes from Proverbs chapter 9. If you have it, you can turn there, but I promise you that most of you might not have a Bible that says these words because I'm going to read it from the message translation. The message translation kind of written by the guru of the 90s and 2000s, a guy named Eugene Peterson. And I like his translation and some people are like, oh, we shouldn't really trust it. And I, I appreciate that thought. But he was a pastor, and this guy loved his congregation so much that he took the original Greek and Hebrew and translated the Bible for his congregation. He wasn't doing it for Bible sales. He did it for his congregation because he wanted them to know what was really going on. Because you can't just go word for word. When Nicole tomorrow leaves to get on her journey to France, she cannot just translate things word for word. She has to understand French culture to be able to explain to them who Jesus is and God is. So, when Eugene writes the message translation of the the Bible, he's not doing it for accolades. He's doing it so people get the gist of what's really happening. So, Proverbs chapter 9, and this is what I'm hit with this week, beginning in verse 7. If you reason with an arrogant cynic, you'll get slapped in the face, or your message will get deleted. Confront bad behavior. And you'll get a kick in the shins. Part of me wonders, did Eugene have another word in mind? But he just left it elementary and he said, shins, which I'm cool with. Confront bad behavior and you'll get a kick in the shins. So don't waste your time on a scoffer. All you'll get for your pains is abuse. But if you correct those who care about life, that's that's different. They'll love you for it. So save your breath for the wise. They'll be wiser for it. Tell good people what you know. They'll profit from it. Skilled living gets its start in the fear of God. Insight into life from knowing a holy God. It's through me, lady wisdom, that your life deepens. And the years of your life ripen. Live wisely and wisdom will permeate your life. Mock life and life will mock you. So I didn't engage the guy anymore. It wasn't worth it. Sometimes it's not worth it because you're never going to win the battle on social media. I don't know if you know that yet. It's so fun to try. But that's actually not the passage from today. The passage from today is the preceding six verses. So if you begin with me at verse one, here is what the wisdom writer in Proverbs is saying to us. Lady Wisdom has built and furnished her home. It's supported by seven hewn timbers. The banquet meal is ready to be served. We all love a good meal. Here's what she's serving. Lamb roasted, wine poured out, table set with silver and flowers, and having dismissed her serving maids, Lady Wisdom goes to town, stands in a prominent place, and invites everyone within sound of her voice. Are you confused about life? Don't know what's going on? Well, come with me. Oh, come have dinner with me. I've prepared a wonderful spread, fresh baked bread, probably even gluten-free for those of you who need it, roast lamb, carefully selected wines. Leave your impoverished confusion and live. Walk up the street to a life with meaning. Oh, you read about Lady Wisdom and you're like, that's it. I want to go there. I want to go to that house. I want to go to that meal. Because sometimes I feel like I'm out here just eating scraps with the dogs. And actually, the wisdom writer here actually says something about that. And we're not even going to put it on screen because we've got the kids in the room. That'll pique your interest. What's really being said there in the Bible? Um, But verse 13, all it says is this, and you can have this conversation later. There's this other woman, not Lady Wisdom. We're going to call her Madam... um, I can't even say the word. It's It's like like, uh, um, Lady of the Night. How about that? Or... um, Yes. Lady not so wise. How about that? We can try, and you can read the rest. But she's going for the scraps. She's calling you in. It's easy. She's stealing away and she says, spend the night with me and I'll show you some tricks. And the, the wisdom writer is saying, go to the house of lady wisdom. And I'm struck with that because at times I want to find wisdom. I want to find what's right to do. And there's another passage that's connected today in the lectionary readings. And it tells the story of Solomon. He's the third king in the line of kings of Israel. We remember Saul. Sometimes he gets a bad rap. Sometimes he's good. He's not great all the time. Then we got David. And David, everybody wants to be David. Like every little Jewish boy always wants to be King David. Because he does things really well. I mean, he screws up a little bit too. But he does things really well. Like if you had a David baseball card... That would be worth a lot, like more than Onus Wagner, Babe Ruth, I don't care who you are. King David, that's the guy. Then there's King Solomon. And the reading for today tells the story about when King Solomon takes over from his dad, David, after dad, David, dies. Say those three D's really close together. Dad, David, dies, and he has this dream. And in the dream, God is talking to him and says, I will give you anything, ask, what would you like? And in the dream... Solomon, in his moment, says, I want wisdom. And you're like, oh, this guy's good, wisdom. And the Lord grants it. And Solomon was known for his wisdom. There's even proverbs that are written in the Bible that many people would attest, many scholars would say it was written by Solomon. But I wonder what time period in Solomon's life it was written. Because if you were to fast forward the story 10 chapters later, you get to a version of the end of Solomon's story where he left wisdom long ago. And we're told things like he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. And we can have that conversation later about how all that works. But that sounds like a lot of wives and concubines. And then he's told that because he gave his heart to these foreign women, he left his heart for God. He distanced himself from wisdom. And I wonder if actually the writer. In the New Testament, a guy named Paul who writes to his friends in a city called Ephesus, which again is a real city to this day that you can go visit. When he's writing to them, he says these words from chapter 5. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. I wonder if he's thinking about Solomon. But like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love Paul's emphasis on to. This action of being wise, don't be foolish. And what does wisdom look like for Paul? It's actually pushing into something that's really special and, and, and pretty foundational for a crowd like ours here at Refuge. That even since we started as a church back in 2015, we have been committed to this concept of community, and community matters. Because that's what Paul's talking about here. He says, don't be drunk with wine, and by all accounts, not many of you look drunk with wine. So good job. But it says, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Here's the deal. You cannot do that by yourself. That is community. I don't know about you. You might throw on a worship song. You might have it on Spotify in your playlist. You might throw that CD. For those of you who still have CDs, those things were fun. We might listen to worship, but there's no possibility to sing in the ways that Paul is talking about outside of community, because community is it. And we have been dedicated as a team to this concept of community ever since we started, because we know full well that when we open up God's word, we're not just doing some spiritual exercise to get God off our back. We hope to open up his word to hear from him, perhaps to inform our lives, but more than anything else, when we gather, we gather together to meet with him. And it doesn't happen in other places, and this is not a guilt trip for you to come to church. Believe me, you're already here. Some people would say, I'm speaking to the choir. Those of you online, though, I'm just kidding. You're joining online, so good on you. This concept of community is it, because when you sing these songs, when you hear these hymns, when you share the life of the community of God, something's different and something's special. Which means that we also share the good and the hard, the ups and the downs. sir share a hard news that came to me last night for this community, and, and I'll, I'll allow you to go love this person appropriately, but I I received word that Kyle Jelinek, his dad died last night. So that's like really hard. We share these news with each other because we want to be able to rally around one another when we're hurting. And so he is in the midst. He's obviously not here taking care of the needs of his family. But that's hard, and we need to share those moments. So when you can, those of you who know Kyle, reach out to him and Becky. It's also sharing some hard news about some changes that are happening here at Refuge. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was having a conversation with Sean, one of our pastors, and he asked to be released from his role as a pastor at Refuge. Now, news like that, you're like, what's the story? And I want to give a quick version of the story, and I'm trying, not, I'm trying my best not to spin it. Churches spin things all the time. We tell a version of stories, and you're like, there's got to be a real reason behind this. But as I've talked with Sean, the quick version that's probably most helpful for all of us is that when he and Shirley joined our pastoral team years ago, they were still a part of um, their business life, their successful business life. But Sean felt so called to the ministry to come join us as a team and be one of our pastors that he began to set his business life aside. However, there was still residual income coming from that to support pastoring. And I don't know about you, but you may not be aware of this. Pastors are not in it for the money all the time. Some may be, but I don't think the ones here. Um, every, Every person on our team here at Refuge has other income, has other things going on, including me. Because... Orange County's hard, California's hard, you, you chalk it up to whatever. I mean, if we lived in Idaho, it'd be a way different story. But then we'd be in Idaho. <laughs> so when, when Sean jumped into the space of ministry, got his degree, got his, his credential, he began to put the business stuff aside a little bit more. Eventually, selling his business and selling his book of business to a friend, and still having some residual income. Well, you can imagine COVID has killed a lot of things and it killed his industry 100%. And he said to me a couple weeks ago, I need to go find a job that will pay the bills. And so it's hard news, but no one in this room has been absent of these moments where it's been really hard financially i'm imagining each of us have stories when we've hit that bottom place and you wonder can we ever make it out so i part of me is like i hate change like this because sean has meant so much to refuge and to me but it is a change-up that's happening here at our crowd that we want you as a community to be aware of and i'm not sharing this um, in place of him because i want him He and his family had actually come on stage now, if you guys are okay with it, to be able to respond, and is there a microphone? There we go, Um, a little bit, and to share some things with you, and we're going to end today with a prayer of blessing and release over this family because of what they have meant to refuge. So you've got Sean, Shirley, Isabella, and Christian, so if I can have this one. It's tough news, it's hard news, it's probably not what you were expecting when you got to a church service like this today. Um, but it's also community when we share the ups and the downs and the twists and the turns. So, Pastor Sean, I flip and love you.
1: <laughs> well, my biggest problem is I'm a crier, and I sound terrible on this microphone too. So, I'm not sure what's happening. So because your you're crying. Microphone. Use your microphone. There we go. <laughs> Bring it in. Bring it in. This. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've always I've always been a crier, so don't worry about me. Um, we love refuge. Uh, refuge um, was something we were called to seven years ago, and um, and uh, we knew right away this is where the Lord wanted to use us. And uh, we prayed and um, joined together. Besides loving uh, Brenton and Rachel and their family, it was really easy to say yes. But we also had to be obedient to God, so we took it before the Lord, and the Lord was very confirming that we needed to jump in in this um, adventure. Um, and, and it was a missional adventure, meaning we were willing to step away from a church that had everything for our kids and for us and, and join in a journey um, that led us from um, the ugly mug, which literally is ugly, um, to, to the beautiful um, space over on Grijalva Park Um, And now to the miracle location that the Lord has, has us, has you um, here. And um, during this time, the Lord and I spoke a lot. And um, originally he said, make sure you let Brent know that you're giving him a minimum of three years. And I I told him, I said, the Lord said three years. And um, uh, three years in, I remember talking to the Lord and the Lord said, Your contract's not up, so just let Brenton know in case he was wondering. I don't even know if you were wondering. You probably had given up on wondering because I was around and you were stuck with me. Um, But he kept renewing my contract um, very clearly. But um, this season, this time, um, I feel like my contract is up. And um, as much as I hate it, um, as much as I want to stay, I need to take care of my family. I, I need to do the right thing, and um, it's a hard decision because we love this church. I feel like uh, Brendan and I have worked really hard together um, to build community and to create excellence and to even create health and um, and create a wonderful team uh, We have so many great people as part of the team. That's what I've loved. And so um, it's hard to step away, but um, the Lord has made it pretty clear that I need to. And so um, this is what we're doing. And um, I I guess I would just ask that you would pray for us, pray for our family, Um, pray for our kids and um, and. you know, First First Kings eighteen is one of my favorite passages about Elisha. And Elijah does these crazy things and beats this prophetess, and it's, it's just a miracle story after miracle story. But he, um, they had been in three years of famine, and it struck me this morning as I read this. Um, they were they were hurting, and they were in a famine, in a season of drought, literally not able to supply for their kingdom. And Elijah just kept saying, go out and look. And seven times, and depending on the version you read, seven times, seven days, whatever it is, the seven being the perfect number. On the seventh time, they they finally see what they were looking for, which was a small cloud. It was the hope that there was gonna be rain which would mean that there would be things growing again. So I don't know what day we're on. feels like day zero. I'm hoping it's day six. But I know there's a cloud. And I know that God is faithful. And so I thank you. You guys are good people. You're a good community. Refuge is up to something miraculous. I believe that God has positioned us here one block away from the epicenter of the city of Orange to do miraculous things. And he's calling us and you to greatness. And so I'm excited. I'm excited for you and your family. I'm excited for Nikki and Jason and the rest of the team and Kai and Yuli and... Excuse me, sorry, I'm a mess. I hope this, I, we're going to have to delete this one for sure. <laughs> but, um, oh, thank you. You know, I love the Spanish church um, that is, is here, um, they have tissue out all the time. So I love that about them because I, they must be my people. They're crying <laughs> all the time. Um, but uh, God is up to good things. And God is on the move and, and we're trusting him as a family with our future. It's day by day, it's hit or miss, Um, but we're believing him to be true and knowing that to be true. So just pray for us, pray for provision, Um, pray for protection, pray for community, Um, pray that uh, the enemy wouldn't sit in my head too strongly. That's where he wants to work right now, to confuse me quite a bit, and so pray about that. Um, I believe in spiritual attacks. I really do. And so just be praying about that, that I can lead my family well. Um, I'm thankful for a praying wife who loves the Lord. Um, she's been the faithful one in our home. Um, she's praying over all of us and carrying us through. And so um, it's neat to have a partner that um, when you can't see straight, um, will, will take over um, and help steer for a little bit. And so um, but as Paul would say, um, as he writes his letters, and I thank and praise God for you every time I think of you, um, that's how I feel about you and um this community and about you. I'm thankful for a pastor who leads really well. You guys have a, a great leader, and it was easy to fall under um his leadership. It was easy to be number two. Honestly, it was I've led companies, I've, 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 I've done great things. I've been in rooms with powerful people. Um, but to work under Brenton is one of the most special things that I've ever done in my life. And so, um, Brenton, you and Rachel are, and your family are just um, your friends and your pastors and um, your great leaders. And so you're in good hands. Um, and we're excited to see the journey that Refuge is gonna continue on. And uh, pray for us as we continue on our journey, whatever that looks like. We, we, you probably have a lot of questions, and I'm going to guarantee we probably don't have a lot of answers. But we're stepping away knowing that um, God is good and God will provide. So,
0: I guess I don't have to take the mic from you. I have one. Um, yeah. Um, I'm biting the inside of my lip. So that I don't look like him. Um, because this day is hard. And uh, before we pray over the Jackson family, I actually want you guys to take the, uh, the front, front row if you don't mind. Because um, the last part, if, Karina, if you're still there on the computer, if you go to the last verse of the Ephesians passage, Ephesians chapter 5, this is what it says. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so um, with your attention and camera, guys, you can follow me if you want to, but I'm going to stand right here. I'm going to read a letter that I have written to the Jackson family, and you will also um, see some images on the screen. Again, I'll be trying to do my best to bite my lip. Uh, Dear Sean and Shirley. Thank you for saying yes to the journey of starting refuge back in 2014. I remember the exact meal we were at when I pitched you the idea about joining the pastoral team. Our two families have been friends since far before the beginning of this church, and I expect we will be good friends long after today. Dear Christian and Isabella, you've been around since the beginning of Refuge in Orange. Thank you for helping to be trailblazers for the kids and the youth programs. My kids have loved having you as fellow PKs. Isabella, thank you for teaching my girls how to be cool. And Christian, thank you for letting my son be your friend. Thank you for taking um, the rap on that one day when we had that um, Easter egg hunt, and you got in trouble when he should have gotten in trouble. So, We'll show you the video on that one later. Refuge began as a Sunday night Bible study in 2014. Thank you, Sean, um, for helping to lead alongside me at so many of those gatherings. This is probably a fun trip down memory lane for all of us. It was this group that gave us a nucleus and launch team for Refuge. Sean, how do you always have the best ideas, like filling up a classic pickup truck with oranges to hand out to everyone in Old Town Orange? to tell them about a new church called Refuge that would be launching on Easter Sunday in 2015 and to avoid scurvy. (laughs) If your son or daughter has ever been dedicated at Refuge, we've given them a pair of baby shoes to symbolize the journey that is ahead of them and how we trust God with the walk of every step they take. The shoes were Sean's idea. It was also Sean's idea to dig a hole in someone's backyard and to roast a full pig for a luau. Um, never mind, that was not a great idea because of how hard the ground was. Uh, this is a pic of the original staff at Refuge. I disregard the fact that we're at a Dodger game, except for the Scavos, <laughs> Sean and Shirley, Rachel and I are forever grateful for the joy, joy of ministering together with you at Refuge. You've been great teammates and friends to share the highs and the lows. Jean, I can't tell you how many times you have encouraged me to keep going and to keep climbing. Like that day, we hiked Half Dome in Yosemite. I would never, ever, ever have made it up the cables of Half Dome if you didn't cheer me on. I would never have made it this far as a pastor if I didn't have you right there beside me. I have loved baptizing people alongside you, whether at the beach or in a pool. Sean, thank you for always teaching me to seize the moments and opportunities before me. Like that time we went paddleboarding off the coast of Pismo Beach in October, and I had to wear a wetsuit for the first time. That was fun. <laughs> Remember when you seized the day and graduated from Vanguard? with your bachelor's degree, and you won over the hearts of that university and became the student speaker at commencement for your graduating class. You were one of the most generous people that I know. Like the day we delivered groceries to those in need during the pandemic, you didn't bat an eye or think twice. Serving is your MO and you've left that mark on refuge. Thank you for coaching alongside me at church planter training seminars around the country. What our refuge church may not know is that there are new churches under four years old in Fullerton, Los Angeles, Seattle, Iowa, Virginia, Florida, D.C., New Jersey, Idaho, Colorado, and probably more that have benefited from Sean's passion for Jesus and seeing new churches started. Thank you for helping to build and train our current team. Thank you for owning the color pink. (laughs) Nobody wears that like you. Thank you, Sean, for bringing your wisdom and creativity to pulling off live stream videos in church online during the coronavirus pandemic. Thank you for your commitment to excellence in everything. Can you spot Sean in this picture? He's on the far right in the buffalo check flannel and beanie making sure some final touches were getting done, figures, this guy. Thank you, Sean, for loving Shirley and celebrating the beauty of life with all the twists and turns that come along the way. You have shown your kids and this church what love and commitment looks like. And Thank you, Sean, for being one of my best friends and one of the refuge pastors. I love you. Hey, can you guys come up here as a family one more time? I'm going to ask our team, if you are able and you're not manning a camera of any kind, um, and uh, even members of our board and your spouses. Rachel, if you don't mind joining me, we want to pray a prayer of blessing and release over the Jackson family. of Sean's favorite movies is Dumb and Dumber. And one of the most classic lines from that movie, whether you agree with it or not, is, I hate goodbyes. I hate goodbyes. So let's pray in that spirit. Dear Jesus, thank you for this family. they have invested into this church but more than that what they have invested into your kingdom the ways that they have held their hands wide open and been available for your direction and your leading this changes things today there's a changing of the guard and a changing of the era but you are not done changing us as people i pray for every single person in this room that we would be open to your leading and your direction When we have hit the lowest of the lows, we are desperate for you to act and be miraculous yet again. And I pray for that miraculous provision over the Jackson home. Would you open the right doors? Would you just pour out your love in the most tangible ways that they need? Would you direct their path? You have been doing it all along. They haven't always understood why or where or what, but they have understood you. May they keep close to you, God, in all that they do. I pray for Isabella. Thank you for the beauty that she is. Thank you that when she came to refuge, she was in elementary school, and we just watched her graduate a couple months ago. Be with her wherever you are taking her. We don't know what that looks like, but we know you and we trust you. And the same for Christian. With a name like Christian, he doesn't have a chance. He must be one. But God, I pray that you center his soul this year. Bring him friends and people around him that will show how good and kind and awesome you are. Be with Shirley, thank you for the gift that she has been to this community, the ways that she has prayed more hours than most. She has opened up her home she has made it welcome. People have found you in her living room and in her dining room and in the kitchen. And be with Sean, God. He doesn't actually need a degree or a credential to be called a pastor. Because he has long been a pastor before he joined this team. And he will be one when, when he leaves today. You are just taking him into new territory to pastor others. Thank you for the gift that he has been to this church. But guide his footsteps well, God. Stay close to him. I pray that you guard his heart and the attacks that the enemy would have in these moments of lowness. When we are at rock bottom, we wonder if you're still there. Would you remind him of that this week? And God, we bless them and we release them and we look forward to seeing what you're doing in their life. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Sean, on behalf of the congregation and our board, I want to give you guys some gifts of love in tangible ways. Christian, this one is for you. Isabella, there you go. And Shirley. Hey, we want to, uh, I want you to stand because we're going to do what. Paul instructs in chapter 5 of Ephesians to sing a hymn. We did it last week, and it was amazing. Let's sing the doxology. Briley is going to lead us a couple times through it, and then I want to send you out with one final word of blessing. Sun and hope. If you, this is your first day that's an awkward first day let's just get that one out of there real quick if you're checking us out may you know that this is what community means to us are the Jacksons leaving? are they gone? how about this? they are always welcome they may need some time and that is okay but community means that we gather together to meet with God do it again next Sunday, and we want to see you back. Hey, when you have hard news like this, the only really smart thing to do is continue to be together and eat. So we've got tacos outside by Daniel and his wife. They have cooked them. So when you leave church today, you are more than welcome to head outside and grab some tacos. We have some drinks and refreshments available, but stay if you can. Eat outside with us. Eat inside if you like the AC. Um, but we want to actually make sure that we don't miss the moment here and move on too quickly. But thank you for being with us here at Refuge today. Peace.
1: Thank you for joining us this week. We
0: believe in community and would love to connect with you. If you have any questions or would like to speak to a pastor, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at refugechurchoc. We hope to see you again soon.